You're listening to Cinema Snarks. I'm Larry. And I'm Ren. And we are going to tell you how we really feel. And today, we're telling you how we really feel about Space Jam, a new legacy, and about live-action animated hybrids as a subgenre. So... We both have watched Space Jam, A New Legacy, in preparation for today's review, which will be the first part of our podcast today. Ren, you literally just saw it. I did. I literally watched it just before. (laughs) Listen, HBO, your download operations Uh, is garbage. Amazon can figure it out. Netflix can figure it out. But you're like, oops, I can't download anything. My bad. No, listen, HBO Max, your app has literally been the worst since it debuted. And it is still the worst. So I mean, I will say HBO Max has a really good selection of films. But great selection. But the (laughs) app itself, it took so long to get onto other devices like Fire Stick and Roku and all that took forever to get there. Now that it's there, it still doesn't run that smoothly it crashes it's it's just not a very well run application ipad which is a pretty common thing to like watch movies on and hbo max cannot figure it out but um because so uh, i was not able to watch it at the time period i wanted to so i watched it right before we uh did this podcast and um should we give them a recap of the plot which is pretty damn basic (laughs) let's let's go ahead and let them know directed by malcolm d lee the film follows lebron james as him and his son visit the warner brothers lot and when rejected al g rhythm sucks his son into the wb server verse and in order to save his son and all of his fans from being stuck here forever he must assemble a team and beat lg rhythm in a game of basketball uh i did not until just now when you said it piece together the name of the character lg rhythm (laughs) until just now i was even watching it with subtitles so i didn't like like I saw the word. Read it and put I it did together. not put it together in my brain until literally just in this moment. I was like, Mr. Rhythm, that's kind of a weird name <laughs> for a computer program. <laughs> but okay. They even like so, referred to it as an algorithm multiple times, but I so didn't click. At least now the, the name for the computer program makes yeah. sense for you, Ren. Now at least that aspect came yes, together a little bit sense. for you. Okay, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I'm like a uh, baby's nine, 90s baby. I actually mm-hmm. born in the 90s, but like early, early 90s. So I grew up throughout the decade well, as 90s. well. Yes. You're a late 80s, 90s yes. baby where you so were born in late 80s, the 80s, but you grew up in the 90s. You were a kid and you were jamming to yes. things like Space Jam in <laughs> the 90s. I do recall the Space Jam McDonald's toys. <laughs> do you have fond nostalgia for that OG film? Uh, not was it something you actually watched growing up? I mean, I definitely watched it growing up. I don't, I think it was like part of the curriculum. If you were a child in America in the 90s, you were like required. So, even even Patrick, who has lived in a bunch of different countries, had seen Space Jam. Okay, so apparently, we we were concerned last week. (laughs) We were concerned on if Patrick had actually watched it. 
not only had seen it, he really enjoyed Space Jam. And uh, so while we were doing the rewatch, he seemed to really enjoy it. He had some good chuckles. I, I will say uh, upon rewatching the original Space Jam, um, it's not terrible. It's bad. It's not good. But there are like moments where it's like really funny. It's got that good like yes. Looney Tunes slapstick here and there, yes. which is fairly enjoyable. Um, here's one thing I do want to say about the new version of Space Jam. Um, I think that LeBron James is a better actor than Michael Jordan, oh. which doesn't say a whole lot because Michael Jordan is terrible in Space Jam. Um, LeBron James is pretty terrible too. He's pretty terrible. I do think he has several emotions. Um, I don't feel like a Michael Jordan at any point in Space Jam cares really about anything. Also, I will say this one had a much better actual plot. Like I was definitely far more invested in the like father son dynamic. That was more interesting for me to watch. And just like the logic of it made a lot more sense than like in the original Space Jam, <laughs> the the weird roller coaster tycoon wants to steal the Looney Tunes, <laughs> so they abduct Michael Jordan. Just kind of crazy, and he's just like kind of cool with it. He's like, "Oh man, I'm a Looney Tune now," and then he just kind of rolls with it. Yeah. Um, and then some, for some weird reason or another, decides to invest his entire, uh, human, his like life, his freedom, gambles his freedom on this cartoon bass basketball. (laughs) Um, so I, I, from the original, I remember really liking the little, uh, the little villains, uh, when they're little, when, yes, when they're small, they're like the cutest little weird monster things ever. Little weird monsters. Um, yes, they were very cute and weird. I liked them a lot. Um, I mean, Looney, I think I prefer actual Looney Tunes to Space Jam. So here's the other thing I am. Okay. Basketball was, uh, if if possible, I feel like basketball was bigger in the 90s than it is currently. And it may just be that it was, see, I am not a sport ball person at all. So the fact don't that say. like I knew who some of the basketball players in the original Space Jam were, like I could name them. And this when you only knew LeBron James. I knew LeBron, LeBron James. I was like, the I don't rest know who any of these other like, people are. are. These other people no, that drug it. I have no idea. I am glad that they uh, grabbed someone from the WNBA. That's two, nice. Two women. Great. Excellent. Yes. Um, so two women from the WNBA. Um, it is unfortunate that we still don't know anything about women's basketball, really. Uh, it's just not in the same category uh, as regular no. NBA. But uh, yeah, um, uh, I have what to say about Space Jam. It's just like not very good. It's like that 90s level of kind of bad. Um where like it just holds a nostalgia place in your heart yes. uh, more than anything else, which, okay. So moving on to the current space this jam, one. I will say one of the things I enjoyed about, about it is that it, okay. It did. It knows what it is. It knows what it's about. It's not trying to be anything other than like a super long Warner brothers, universal, like commercial, uh, it's, you know, just look, remember this good property that we made. Remember this other good property yeah. that we made. Remember these other properties that we made. It was kind of, it's got a little bit of that um, Ready Player One vibe. But mm-hmm. honestly, I actually liked this better than Ready, Ready Player <laughs> One. Because like Ready Player One was like, first, okay, Ready Player One is way too long and just meandering and just like they lost all of the fun parts of the book and it just okay. became this kind of boring, weird. I would say this movie's a little too long too. 
it is also too long. I don't think they should be allowed to make children's movies that are out that longer than an that's, hour. And that's a half. the one thing. Space Jam is like 88 minutes. Yes. This is two hours. It's so two it's hours. like, oh, okay, that's too much extra, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, but you know, from I I enjoy the little like pokes. I did I did laugh. I was entertained at points. Um, oh, which is kind I'm of all you can really I had fun with this new one. Yes. Then. I had fun. It People was are no- roasting it like it's the worst thing it's ever lived. And oh, no, God, I thought no. it was fun. We're going to get into Tom and Jerry. That is a terrible film. But yes. this one is like, it's fine. It, again, it knows what it's about. It hits. It's like little nostalgia. It knows it's like a 90s nostalgia piece. And so like they really focus on a lot of those like 90s nostalgic movies and properties and things. You and see those this, a lot more. I, I loved that second act. I thought it was so much fun. I'm, call me a sucker. I loved watching the Looney Tunes just in these other worlds. Yeah, like you know, that being, was super fun. Being Superman, uh, Foghorn Leghorn on the back of Drogon. Uh, that was <laughs> random. Um, but just going to these different, the Mad Max segment with Roadrunner and Wiley yeah. Coyote was amazing. I'm sorry, you cannot tell me otherwise. I thought it was yes. perfect. Those were super fun. I loved Granny and the Matrix thing. Oh. You know, that was fun. I assume one of the things I really did like is that when they put LeBron James into the Looney Tunes world, they animated him. Yes. I kind of like that they made they explore these different worlds. I, I appreciate that this took the Looney Tunes and NBA commercial that was Space Jam and just kind of like built on top of it yes. as like, remember that thing that was strangely popular from the 90s? Well, <laughs> we're going to make you remember it some more and all the other cool things that were fun. Yeah, um, like uh, yeah. the Wonder Woman segment was really cool with yes. Lola Bunny, Rosario Dawson voicing Wonder Woman here it was fun. Um, <laughs> I called it as soon as I heard her voice in the theater. I was like, wait, is that Rosario Dawson? Yeah. Um, and I love that they used Wonder Woman's theme from the movies. Yes. Like, yes. Uh, and, they, and they used like the Harry Potter theme. I thought yes, that was, yes. I mean, there is definitely something fun about the fact that like when it's just like one. Okay. So I am not. When Warner pro, Brothers is like, yes. look when at Warner all Brother of the owns everything. things we own. Yeah. I am not pro all, one company owns all the properties, but in these particular situations, it is handy. So they can just be like, yeah, just grab all the good properties everybody remembers and just like throw them in there. And and then it was like kind of fun at the during the game, the like, you know, the big basketball game when they have the whole audience and it's like filled with characters that you remember. It's like every time it turns around, you see like another one you remember. It's like, oh, there's the mask. I remember that. And I did love that they did like a, a literal King Kong joke. Um, yes, they did a joke directly at him, <laughs> and I chuckled. I I will say also, it seems like Don Cheadle is like loving this. This Listen, it's just so fun. I <laughs> loved Don Cheadle. This is what I need: is this campy, just big yeah. performance from Don Cheadle because we don't get to see that very you often. Not. He's, he's always so serious and. He just camped it up for this movie in a was, great way. I loved his performance. Yes. <laughs> he was having fun. I, was, I will say I was a little bit baffled why they like decided to make the algorithm program live action instead of a cartoon or some sort of other computer generated thing. But I'm fine with it. Don Cheadle clearly was having the time <laughs> of his life. So good for he, him. He could have phoned this in so easily. And I'm glad he just turned it up. And was there like, was no. lots of fun cameos. And you could tell that people were like excited to be making a fun cameo. Yeah. Um, I will say 
that first act was rough. I thought I was in for something real rough uh, in the first act of the film because it was basically like LeBron James flexing on us for the whole first act of the film. It was I'm just an like, amazing like, basketball look at, player. Look at all of my accomplishments. <laughs> look at my huge house. Look at these awesome devices I have. I'm rich. You want to see how rich I am now? And I'm just like, okay, look, we know LeBron. We already knew coming into this film. We don't need you to sit here and just like flaunt in our face uh, for an entire act of this film. But, and the acting in that first act, I was like, mm. oh yeah, no. At line delivery from not just LeBron, uh, almost everyone. I mean, Sarah Silverman is kind of fun in her little cameo. Like she's fine. And the product placement in that first one, wasn't as fun because it wasn't incorporated. Like the Warner Brothers lot itself was a little bit like, okay, like whatever, Aquaman poster in the back or whatever. Like that that wasn't as fun. Mm-hmm. It was more fun to get to interact with the Looney Tunes, like actually doing stuff with the characters from the other properties. So <laughs> that I was in for a rough time, but it, it got more fun once the Looney Tunes were introduced. And I feel like compared to the original Space Jam, I feel like the Looney Tunes were, uh, they're funnier. And so I I feel like when I was watching the original Space Jam, I was like, this is, this is, um, too violent like I know that like one like <laughs> one like you know like a big part of the Looney Tunes is like the violence of it but it was just like too much and it was too much focused on just like those those hits as opposed to like the fun the other stuff right like Looney Tunes is also wrapped up with like fun wordplay and like tricks being played on this character or this yeah. character and like there's a certain amount of like cleverness, whereas it was just full on slapstick and slapstick honestly is not as fun with cartoons because they're cartoons and they yeah. can do anything. anything. Um, so that I think like the, the sense of humor and maybe and it, it might just be that I've grown up. Right. And I just don't find that particular <laughs> style of comedy fun anymore or as fun. Yeah. Um, but th- this one definitely didn't seem as much. It definitely was not centered as much on like, oh, they smushed this person. Oh, they like stomped on this person. Oh, this person yeah, is yeah. flat now. Um, yeah, this one was a little bit more about like the cleverness of it. Right. Like, oh, I. I really loved the um, Roadrunner ending up on a platter for a hot second. Oh that's gosh. like, <laughs> that's like decades, decades <laughs> and decades of like anticipation delivered in this one situation. <laughs> yes. Uh, so did you feel, because this is a common complaint I'm seeing, that the Looney Tunes were more sidelined in this one, though, that they felt definitely like a supporting cast rather than co-stars to LeBron? Yes. I'm not like upset about it, but also like, I I don't feel like the Looney Tunes is what this movie was about. This movie was about Warner Brothers property. (laughs) That was the focus of it. I feel like LeBron. And LeBron. It wasn't even really about LeBron James, right? Like it was about him and his imaginary son. I don't know if he has a son in real life, but him and his. So he has these exact amount of children. So this is like, this is a a replicant of his actual family. Uh I did enjoy his actual or his uh, his uh, acting his wife his fake yes, wife, yes. she was she fun. Was fun. Um, I I uh, just enjoyed her presence overall. Um, but yeah, I, I 
I don't think I was necessarily bothered by the fact that the nations were there, but yeah, I definitely agree that it, like they're not really that they are to forward LeBron James's yes. journey <laughs> toward being a better parent. Also, yeah. I think it, yeah, I think it's funny that you had to put you have to have Tweety be the one that calls LeBron James a bad dad because if a human being ever said that to another one, that would be like very dark and inappropriate and not okay. It was a little bit take taken aback too because I mean I guess I wouldn't have expected it from Tweety either. So it, it was still kind of like seeing Tweety do it. Um, I don't it know. Was, maybe it's I don't. It was yeah. Uh, there was it felt like very Daffy. judgmental. I feel, I feel like Daffy should have maybe he would have been one to, to call someone out like that. Tweety was just like, oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> you literally have never seen him interact with his child, Tweety. Um, so, no. <laughs> yes. So, However, uh, that other joke, I'm not going to spoil it here, but that joke that happens in the locker room that I. Yes. That cameo in the theater. So good. I died. <laughs> that was good. That, that was, was good. it got me and I We're not gonna it was spoil really it. funny. <laughs> um can you explain to me why at some point they became live action I, or animated? I hated that. So that was my that was my other Was thing. there a like, point? <laughs> I don't really know. I someone theorized that they were supposed to kind of look bad because it's not who they are, and like when he made them into that, I don't know. I think it was just because that's the current style of animation, and that's the, really the only reason they did that to bring the Looney Tunes into like current day. I didn't think they looked very good, particularly Lola. Uh, people have had problems with her body design, and I think that's just stupid. But her face looked really strange to me. Um, a lot of them look kind of strange. I also hated, I hated that Porky Pig rap. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I liked, was cute. I liked the end. I liked his little shade of like, I've been doing this since what, 1935. 1935. Um, but I was like, oh my God. I also I'm enjoyed Biggie the beginning Smalls, when he was like P.I.G. Um, I also, I did enjoy that like his little stutter turned into like a, a like a rap that was okay record scratch thing <laughs> that was cute right that's um I, I yeah I, I mean it was it was fun right it was just like fun. there's no rules to this game either no, it's no, like no. yeah this uh, one was much more like wild basketball than the OG Space Jam too it was just like mad he was like I can cheat and add points what that's what how how is this I don't understand. I, I don't also wasn't like a hundred percent clear on like what the algorithms like reason for doing all of this was. It's like he offended me by rejecting me. I will steal him. And it was keep a him weird. It was forever. a weird thing. Like I liked how he manipulated the kid, but yeah, I, sure. I, I didn't. Yeah, his motive was real shaky. Like mm, okay, I'll accept it because John Cheadle's having fun, but. <laughs> yeah. The writing oh, behind what he's doing is not great. Living for those like glowy outfits, all his like shiny suits and things. That was fun. <laughs> and also like with LeBron was like, oh my God, the computer's black. <laughs> uh, it was just, uh, there was consistently like at least chuckles. Like I, yeah. I, I, I audibly, like I said, that yes. cameo, I audibly laughed in the theater. But 
there were still chuckles throughout and there was a couple moments where I was like, okay, I think this joke was, was really funny. And that's, that's all I needed yeah. from this. I just needed yeah. it to be that level of funny. Yes. I think the Looney Tunes got to do what they do. I think they, they brought their level of crazy to the shenanigans and mixed it in with all of the other WB properties. Yeah. I would be curious to know how children of today, how much children of today enjoy that movie mainly like, to, to some degree, it's always kids are all generally excited by cartoons, um, but also like it really felt catered to like the the thirty some the late twenty third the millennials of the audience like it really felt like <laughs> it was and I don't know how much you can grab on to right because Space Jam is like a self contained thing you can sit a kid today down with Space Jam and they'll probably enjoy it. Mm-hmm because it's straightforward and it is centered on the cartoon characters and it's just like this game, right? Whereas this one is like this, uh, it, it's a nostalgia machine. It's a, just a big and button it takes pusher a while to get for there. millennials. Like said, yeah, that whole first act, we don't see the Looney Tunes and we're just kind of like building up with this like family drama. I know uh, why it just seems unnecessary. You it was, just make it very it clear that it's like uh, that. It's basically like my dog has just suddenly decided he's going to attack me. Yeah, Relax, dude. Like it just I don't know. Uh, maybe in that way, I appreciate it. I feel like the abduction happens much quicker uh, in the first one to where this yeah. one we just take so long to build. We have to have this weird presentation like LeBron of Thrones like, and all that. Yeah, um, it, it didn't seem necessary for them to do a bunch of setup. Like I get there wasn't. I get like no, the family dynamic is fine. That's cool. That works That's for cool. me. I I understand. We could have oh, gotten also, it much quicker. There was also a lot of setup in the game thing and the abduction and the like kid and the kid. It's just like too much setup. Like it's too much setup. Right. It's like several different setups. It was like okay, let's set up the story. Okay, now let's set up the game. Okay, now let's set up the Looney Tunes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. now let's set up the actual game now what we're doing here in this game it was just like too many expository moments before yeah. it actually got to the game itself Did whereas you like i think those little monsters back though ran the little monster their, their little tiny cameo yes now. i did enjoy their little cameo. <laughs> i'm enjoying all of the cameos right i'm like a, i i am well aware that i am just a yeah, sucker for the button pushing, right? We did this in our Pixar episode. I am well aware that I, a lot of what I liked about Luca was that my Italian buttons were pushed. So that, like that said, is, okay. it's fun when they interact with each other too, because yeah. like, yeah, it's still a big commercial for Warner Brothers properties, but at least they do something with it. At least, sure. you know, we get, we get like fun little sets with them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't do more with Harry Potter, particularly. That was when we passed through. We did a quick little joke about Harry Potter, but they didn't even stop in Harry They're Potter. Land. Oh, sorry. So two thoughts. Uh, one, I imagine it's probably like J.K. Rowling is like a it's like a dicey <laughs> thing, right? You don't know if you're going to offend That's people by including true. her property. And then like, you know, you basically have to pay her every time yeah. you use it. So that's one thing. Other thing, I'm glad that they included Speedy Gonzalez this time. They do not have Speedy Gonzalez in the original Space Jam, which I imagine because in the 90s, they were like, Speedy Gonzalez is offensive. And they had like taken it off. And then a lot of Mexican people were like, we love, we love Speedy him. Gonzalez. <laughs> why are you? Why are that's you? Our like <laughs> yeah. We sure, are. He's a little bit stereotypical, one. but, but he's also the Looney Tunes. He's also a good guy and he's really fast and he's clever funny. and like, and he's funny. There's nothing like 
negative about him at all. He just wears a sombrero. So that's that's, that's yes, what and he has like a, like, a, 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 a little a Spanish accent, accent. Yeah. which again, an accent inherently is not offensive, um, yeah. but. And he got quite a bit of lines. I was happy. I loved it. They did. Speedy they they let him go to this time. Yes. I was very oh, happy nice. for Speedy. Uh, who is your favorite <laughs> Looney Tune? Me? Uh, no. Oh, um, I think for a long time, my favorite Looney Tune was, I don't know. I was telling you earlier, <laughs> I used to have a Sylvester uh, sweatshirt that I wore a lot. I think really my objection or my whole thing with Sylvester was that I... Uh, I just didn't think the dynamic between him and Tweety was like balanced. I'm like, he's a cat. He's doing what cats do. And this bird is just kind of a dick sometimes. It's not as bad as Tom and Jerry, where Jerry is a straight up douche. Um, (laughs) But uh, so I think I really always really liked Sylvester. And honestly, I just I really like Bugs. I think Bugs Bunny is a really funny character. I was like, I call me basic, but Bugs has always been my favorite. He's funny. Clever. He does drag. Comfortable (laughs) with his sexuality all the way around. He's against hunting. Like, it's just he was tailor made for me. What can I say? Fun fact about Bugs Bunny. Part of the reason that we think that carrot, uh, so rabbits don't actually like carrots. Part of the reason that we think that rabbits like carrots is because of Bugs Bunny. But the reason they gave him a carrot was because it looked like a cigar. So he could be like, yeah, with a cigar, uh, but it was a carrot. Um, so that's your fun fact about Bugs Bunny for the day. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I love Bugs Bunny and drag. I think I remember when I watched that uh i forgot what it was called i watched the trans media um documentary that was on netflix the one and- if you would like uh over on chili boy productions disclosure is one of the mm-hmm. the pride month reviews i did this year so yes and they of that yes speaking of that uh they mentioned uh bugs. that bugs bunny was one of their uh, icons that basically like Bugs Bunny doing drag in the or I think it's the ride of the Valkyries yeah. like one of those mo- like he's perfectly comfortable in these female outfits so if Elmer Fudd thinks that Bugs Bunny is beautiful it does not matter none of it matters because Bugs is beautiful <laughs> um, so yeah I, I will say that I think that uh that Looney Tunes is not going to see a bump in interest the way that they, they did when Space Jam. Right so I out. wonder, because I, I think it's pretty new, this show that they've introduced on HBO Max kind of in coincide with this. Like a uh, new Looney Tunes? Yeah, a new Looney Tunes show. It just, mm. yeah, I, I don't know that it's really going to help it. Um, I also but... don't feel like that is in any way, shape, or form necessary. Mm. The original Looney Tunes are pretty good. Just get rid of the ones that are like straight offensive and you're okay. How did you feel about Zendaya as the voice of Lola Bunny? Oh. It was another controversial thing. Why? <laughs> Mostly because they replaced the Lola Bunny voice actor with her. So Who people was the were just like, like let Lola. Lola, let voice actors do their job. Um, yes. Also, <laughs> uh, that was like literally... 25 years ago 20 no i think i think it's from one of these shows because like the other voice actors got to stay but they like replaced lola <laughs> oh, i think oh. and, and it was like a, a pretty it was late in the game kind uh-huh. of like so she had already recorded the lines and then they decided to like put 
uh, Zendaya in there for a celebrity. Oh, they like straight replaced her in the <laughs> middle of the job. Yeah, well, that's uh, kind of so people up. were not happy, and she, and the promos weren't great. I think she was okay in the movie. I didn't. She didn't take me out in the movie, but yeah, it was a little bit of a like, uh voice actors just never get respect. <laughs> also, I think Lola was a lot better in the original Space Jam. She's just got a lot more fire, and she's not just running around keeping track of everyone else and i don't know it's weird i don't know people think the original depiction was sexist because she was sexy looking or made to like look sexy and then this she's a bunny um Uh. she's wearing like she doesn't i don't even think she has like i mean she's like boobs but like i don't think they're like she's not there's not a costume didn't look much different than the rest of the team i think bugs tends to look sexier in original looney tunes cartoons more than lola bunny Uh, ever did i don't know it seems like a weird gripe to me too i don't i don't think she's like an overtly sexualized character in the original space jam it's Mm -hmm. That's okay. Madness. <laughs> but yeah, this um, one, it's not high art. It didn't no. want to be high art. <laughs> and if you're going into Space Jam in any incarnation, you, wanting a, a quality film, yeah. uh, you're going into the wrong movie. Uh, this it's is not fun. made for that. It's a family yeah. film. I think it's fun. I think it has enough laughs and jokes yes. that keeps it going. I will say that this was moderately, moderately maybe like 10% better than I expected it to be, which I didn't expect it to be good at all. So yeah, the fact that I was regularly entertained throughout, and I don't think I I expected there to be as much of that nostalgia button pushing. I think without that, I would have not liked it at all. Um, (laughs) But you know, other than that, and also without having just seen Space Jam so that I could be like, Oh, I like from comparison. I mean, literally, it was pretty funny for me to be like, wow, LeBron James is better than Michael Jordan. And Michael Jordan was terrible, but LeBron James is like a, just a skosh better. Just a skosh. Yeah, LeBron, don't, um, don't plan to go into acting. That is my advice there as well. Um, no, no. Stick with what you're good at. Every time you were asked to like choke up or show emotion, I was like, oh, da, ba, da, ba, da. we need to get out of this scene. Let's get to the next scene. <laughs> I think they did a moderately good job they of did. speeding through those. Like, <laughs> they were like, um, <laughs> I think Space Jam did something similar that like they knew that Michael Jordan was not a good actor. So they didn't like try and do make him do too much. They gave him a few jokes that would be funny even if they were delivered deadpan and just like poorly yeah Yeah. Um, so i think this is this is fun enough if you have hbo max already i I don't think you'll be the great saturday you watched it yeah you don't have to pay attention because like we said the plot the plot is bare bones and if you go past that too much you're like okay uh but yeah just it's it's a lot of space jam except his son has been stolen that's about it. That's well, the- we've yeah. already talked about the one from earlier this year, also debuting on HBO Max and in movie theaters. Jerry. How does this stack up against Tom and Jerry? Tom and Jerry, I, I'm actually upset that it just appeared on HBO Max because I only I tried to watch it earlier in the week and then I, in, I ended up watching it on the plane because Southwest had it as one of their oh. availables. And I was like, I guess I'll watch this thing because, you know, we're this is the topic that we're doing. Yeah. 
Um, and now I'm like upset about it because I could have watched if they would have done it a week earlier, I wouldn't have wasted my precious plane media consumption <laughs> time, right? Because when you're on a plane, you can just sit and just watch a movie, right? I'm not distracted by this or that or this or that. Um, yes, and that is not the type of movie that I want to spend any amount of time focused on. Um, and yes, having just seen Tom and Jerry, Space Jam is better. Uh, is better. Is much better. Uh, Tom and Jerry is horrible. I don't. I don't know why. That I just don't know why it exists. Why anything happened? Kind of looking forward to it because the trailer looked pretty cute, and the animation style was pretty cute. It's I like everything in there. I generally world. like Chloe Grace Moretz in almost everything. She yeah. was not good in this movie and her character made no sense. Um, I also really enjoy um, the other two male actors, the only other two actors that are in the movie. And like they're, they weren't necessarily bad. It's just the That's script is such garbage and like doesn't Pena. give them anything to do that it does is... It sucks. Also, it's like confusing. Like, okay, I feel like with Space Jam, and we're going to get into this because we're talking about live action films, with Space Jam and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, you have a very specific reason why you're doing an animation thing, why you've merged these two styles of film. In Tom and Jerry, I don't know why they felt they needed to do a live action animated crossover deal at all it it's it doesn't add to it it actually just kind of makes it a little bit more confusing because you have all these humans who live in the real world and are not cartoons and so can be like crushed and destroyed and killed and then you have tom (laughs) and jerry who are cartoons and cannot be crushed or destroyed or killed i did Um, think the one interesting choice they made was making all of the animals animated um i i'm glad they at least decided to make a firm to like firmly yes. decide that um like okay the talking, the rule oh across the board Ugh, they yeah but to, then and then the it doesn't singing. make any sense because tom and jerry don't talk the whole time and all the other animated animals do yeah so I, why I, like i understand that tom and jerry funny. did not speak in the original cartoons that's because that's what they were because yeah. You know, they, they didn't have talking when they first, they didn't have sound when they first came out. So it was like, we'll play this music underneath, da, 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 and it was all visual and that was all you needed. And like, that's the thing. That's why Tom and Jerry is not a very good option for a film because their whole thing is visual. It is just, I mean, no, it's fine for a short form film or a really avant-garde longer film. I guess you could figure out how to do something cool with that. Um, but like, it doesn't make sense as a like two characters in a live action film. Um, they are really struggling right now because Tom and Jerry has had a couple of animated films over the past couple of years that I heard were terrible. Scooby-Doo has their continuous crossover, like really weird. I don't know why they cross Scooby-Doo over with the most random stuff like Kiss and all this other. I mean, it's very strange what they've crossed Scooby-Doo over with, but most of the Scooby-Doo films have not been good. Um, so all these old properties that they just try, like they they try to reinvent them, try mm-hmm. to bring them back to life. 
I would say honestly, Looney Tunes is one of the only ones who ever succeeds in yes. doing it because and the it rest of them have just been terrible sometimes. Yeah. So and Looney Tunes is hit and miss when they do it too. But yeah, this was a miss for Looney Tunes. Sort of uh, success yes. compared to the others. Um, yeah, so Tom and Jerry was just like not good, and I don't know the I don't know any of the reasoning why or how or the logic behind it. And it was just like it was also not enjoyable at any point, right? It wasn't so bad; it had moved into being in like funny, and it wasn't like didn't have enough jokes to make me at any point like happy I ha- was watching it yeah. right like Space Jam at least made me chuckle enough times that I don't feel like my full two hours was completely wasted Tom and Jerry felt like a full-on just like waste of cinematic time so I was like, like I said I am upset that it took my precious flight film viewing time with its garbage did you watch um, the other live action ones that are similar to Tom and Jerry like Garfield and the Smurfs movies and Alvin I and the Chipmunks. I did not. I do remember you and I going to see a live showing of Neil. Or we saw Neil Patrick Harris live. And then he was like, we're going to show this. Th- no, sorry. We Alamo like, Draft House was like, we're going to show the Smurfs after and this. we're like, nope. And we're like, no. We're going to go ahead and leave. I, have, I don't know if this is just my memory, but it even felt like Neil Patrick Harris was like, oh. He said something Smurfs. about they decided to show the Smurfs or something. He did. He like referenced it in kind of a funny way. Um, yeah, he, he clearly was like, I mean, I guess you could stay for that. <laughs> Even They're terrible. Knows. They're terrible. All of them. Like, there's not a single good one amongst so, them at all. All of these terrible ones. Let's talk about the one and only good one. Yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit? The only good, the only truly good, like so, true hybrid. Truly good, true hybrid, right? Okay, we'll talk, so we'll talk about an outlier from Disney. You can yes, guess what it is. There's like three outliers. Yes, but <laughs> this is truly a hybrid in yes. the fashion of and it Space was Jam. intentional. And so, and like I read about it a little bit, um, and it actually it was responsible for that time period when it came out, the like late 80s, I want to say. Um, it was responsible for a reinterest in the golden age of animation. So it was responsible for people getting reinterested. It's the reason why you and I know who what Looney Tunes are. It's yeah. the reason that like Cartoon Network became a thing, essentially. It also, fun fact, didn't realize this, ushered in Disney's animation renaissance. So it came out like right before The Little Mermaid and all those things. So uh-huh. it basically like jump-started not only like this crossover thing, it wasn't just an amazing film that everybody loved <laughs> it also like influenced a lot it made like a crap ton of money at the box office and um it and it's an amazing it is an amazing technical feat oh, to yeah. watch it just you know even now watching it 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 hasn't lost its charm it hasn't lost any of what made it good they did a really good job of uh, of making the the live action people and the cartoons feel like they were in the same room. There's a few moments where it's weird. Christopher Lloyd is the absolute most perfectly terrifying, goofy villain ever. Um, I I also read that they originally offered the role to Tim Curry, and he was too scary. You are too terrifying, sir. You cannot do this. It is still a children's film. 
<laughs> which can you imagine being like oh, more scary than Christopher Lloyd in that film? Because I'm pretty sure most children of our generation were terrorized. <laughs> full it, full Pennywise on the screen. Yeah, can you imagine? Tim Curry. Uh, it's okay. Tim Curry was playing plenty of villains around that time. We'll be, we can give this one to Christopher yeah. Lloyd. He was great. Uh, yes, he was great. Wonderful. Um, uh, and it, it's, what else? Very uh, adult film in general, though. Like it's it <laughs> the patty cake thing that I did not understand until I was an adult. <laughs> like a full on rewatch, and it was like this is weird and racy. And luckily, again, children do not mm-hmm. comprehend it. Went right over their heads. But yes, the patty cake thing is funny. Or just what children just, do comprehend though is Jessica Rabbit. <laughs> Jessica Rabbit is yes. They comprehend that even if they don't cognitively usingly yes i mean first of all she is the most voluptuous gorgeous animated character that's ever been created she is the sexiest animated character i i dare you to try and come up with something else (laughs) at me if you want i don't care yeah um there's nothing sexier than her and also she's like she's cool she's they say it i'm not bad i'm just drawn that way like she's drawn to look like a hot lounge singer like an impossible and you see the way that everybody reacts to her so and that's that's fun too i think there's also something really nice about the movie that I think they lost a little bit, but like, so as a child, what you like about it is the idea that like the tunes are the others, right? And there's this weird kind of like real life person and tune like racism going on. Um, of course, they don't have any people of color at all that are hu- re- regular humans in the movie. So that's a missed opportunity. Um, but it does have an interesting sort of like storyline to follow in terms of like, he hates tunes because one killed his brother and this and that. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it just it has a good it has a good mystery. I read that they they had like they wanted Harrison Ford, but he was too expensive, and they tried like all kinds of people to try and be that um, Valiant character, Eddie Valiant character, and Bob Hoskins was like the very last one on the list, and he was awesome. He was perfect. Right. I think I like that he's like a little little pudgy that like works for the character. It makes him more like likable i think harrison ford would have been a bad choice i think uh, i think he just would have been too serious about it i can't picture harrison ford funny in my mind at all i mean like hansel is kind of funny but yeah and this way no because he's always a cool funny it's always got that cool factor to it also like i would i imagine jessica rabbit would go for harrison ford (laughs) but like bob hoskins is like no she wants the one who makes her laugh. Yeah. Um, She'd be like, bye. <laughs> bye, Roger. <laughs> See you on the yeah. flip side. Especially, especially late 1980s yeah. Harrison Ford. Like, yes, please. Yeah, be um, peace out, homie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that one's amazing. And it, it spawned all kinds of good things. And it is like the last time that it was any good. They just, they keep trying to do it. And again, if you, unless you have, you have a good, weird soft spot for Cool World. No, I don't. I used oh, to because okay. I watched it when I was a child and really liked it. And then as an adult, I rewatched it and I was like, this is a monstrous piece of hot garbage. It is so bad, Larry. It is astounding how bad that movie is. 
And it's funny because, yeah, it's got like really good actors in it. Like Brad yeah, Pitt was like, like Brad in Pitt, it. Little baby Brad. Little baby Brad Pitt. And you've got Kim Basinger. And again, you've got another like sexy cartoon yeah. thing. Um, but yeah, I rewatched it as an adult. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember this. And I was like, this is horrible and doesn't make any sense. And why is this happening? Why is he a cartoon now? What is the. No, terrible. Well, this just, is. Just terrible. And it was slow. It just it's another one of those is like, why? why at least at least Cool World has a reason why the cartoons <laughs> and the real life are happening together. Yeah. At least there is a reason why. Oh, um, but yes, no, it's just like bad Roger Rabbit. It was like somebody yes. wanted to make an adult Roger Rabbit. And we we're like, guys, Roger Rabbit is already an adult film. Yes, already <laughs> we're, an adult film. We've Next already covered it. Like it's like, we're yeah. And the other thing with Roger Rabbit was it was, and again, one of the first times that they had managed to get all those different properties. It's the first time you see Donald Duck and Daffy Duck on screen together. You oh, see so Bugs right. Bunny and Mickey Mouse, right? Dumbo. And like, that is, that is an impressive feat. That is Steven Spielberg, like, kicking ass. today. Yeah, no. I would be stunned if Disney went well, for that today. Well, you know, luckily everything has merged enough into just one giant thing. So Disney as we said- Yes, as we saw with Space Jam, you can cover a whole lot of properties just I mean, with one. I guess I shouldn't say that. Stuff. Maybe if Sony had something to offer because of the whole Spider-Man deal that the two studios have together. Um, yeah, uh, it's, it's doable. There were just like, apparently there were lots of restrictions. Like I got like upset about the style of Daffy Duck that they And there was something, I know Disney thing. did things like where Mickey Mouse couldn't be like, do this or do that or you right. know they had to like they're like no 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 <laughs> here's the restrictions the, on yes. what our character will not do and yes. where how you can depict them thank you <laughs> yeah so so yeah like i let it happen and we all know disney will go after a preschool if they put an unsanctioned mickey mouse on that wall yeah. disney don't play when it comes to their depiction so yeah. at least they let it happen yeah so Roger Rabbit is a logistical and uh, technical feat. Just amazing that Great somebody script, anybody perfect. went through. Yeah. Um, but yeah. we haven't really seen it much since. The only other gr- like really strong case is Mary Poppins. Um, and that's sure. not a full hybrid. That's why I think it's kind of an outlier. It's a live I mean, action film that Mary just Poppins has out. an animated sequence. Yeah. And Mary Poppins, I believe, was way before. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I do like the Mary Poppins animated sequence. I think it's cute. I think it's Disney had for, yeah, I think Disney had for like a period of time this like idea that they like had to do Animate. animation in yeah. all of their, yeah. So when, when I was reading, it's they were like, like one of the cells for getting them to fund Roger Rabbit was we're going to save your animation department because their animation department was garbage by that point. It was just not good. They were like reusing all the same like illustrations over and over again. It was, it was dark times in Disney. This is the black cauldron days. And that I do love the sword and the stone. I don't care what anybody says, but it, it is part of the dark days of Disney. Yeah, the dark age of Disney of the 80s. Um, 70s and 80s were rough. Yes, they were not great. Thank and God then, for the little, well, thank God for Ro- who framed Roger Rabbit and then yeah. subsequently the Little Mermaid. <laughs> So luckily they did do the Mary Poppins thing. Although you've seen the, um, I don't know if this is accurate. It does sound fairly accurate that um, 
the woman who wrote Mary Poppins was like, oh. no animation. I refuse to have it animated. And then she was like pissed when there was a single animated sequence. They had to, they had to soften that for the Mr. Banks movie. Um, because yeah, she was not happy with that. No. Uh, Disney, they made a Tom, good old Tom Hanks made Disney seem quite perfect. Um, Way less of a douche than he actually is. He swindled <laughs> her a little bit more than was shown, but you know. Uh, then we also had yeah, like you said, we had Pete's Dragon, which I hate. I, I liked Pete's I, Dragon I as a child, but we've already gone over the fact that I child Ren doesn't know what's good. So we cannot um, trust my. I love the remake. It's not a. It's not a hybrid. It is just a CGI dragon. Right. Um, but they went much more typical route of magical animal that people want to kill because it's a animal yeah. different. We have to save it. So that that that's a quick way to my heart. So. so one of the interesting things I think about this discussion in general is that like you don't really have that many of them. Like we kind of like went through and like not there's not a ton of them. Bedknobs and Broomsticks was another one that I read, but like I have never seen read. I've watched, I guess, the book as well. I definitely did not read the book. Bedknobs and Broomsticks. I know like a couple people that just like love Bedknobs and Broomsticks, and uh, it's too long, like a two hour long movie. They really tried. It was like the 2000s is when they buckled out, and you just you were old enough that you escaped. I also had a little stepbrother who loved Alvin and the Chipmunks, those little movies. Um, uh-huh. So I, I had to see them. Um, the, the, the live action ones? Yeah, so it came like one after the next. We have like the Garfields, the Alvins, yeah. the Smurfs. So- the 2000s, they really buckled down and tried to make this work. The other thing is, like, I wouldn't even necessarily classify Alvin and the Chipmunks and Garfield as these like live action yeah. slash animation hybrids because they just... They made these CGI versions of yeah, them, that's and true. like if once you make once you've made something that's like CGI, it, it's like where do you draw your line? Because everything is Game of Thrones an animation <laughs> and live action hybrid. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's I guess it's just CGI they, like, animals. I don't know. They're like they do. They sit in a weird area to where they still look more cartoony than say like cats and dogs, and then, where they tried to make them legitimately look like real dogs and cats. Yeah, but they're not, you know, they're not Tom and Jerry or or even the Smurfs, where the Smurfs do come from like Smurf land and like come into the real world and all yeah. that jazz. So the Smurfs is like a legitimate hybrid. Uh, but you're right. It's whenever it's just an animal or a trio, I guess, of animals, it is a little bit weird. Like, yeah. how do how do we look at this? And apparently, according to Disney, if you have um, CGI'd animals, they become live action. Uh, based on the fact that they declared that the new Lion King was a live action film. <laughs> Not, that's right. I mean, an animated count, film with realistic looking. Do we animation. count the remake of the Jungle Book as a live action animated hybrid? Because there is a little boy Who interacting with CGI animal. <laughs> and you know what? If we're going to count that, that was a really good one. That, that was, was that was one of the best runs. Uh, is that Jungle Book one oh, of the best also, live action Disney remakes? New Mary Poppins did have it did. A, they, they and that was like a full on like animated, and they went down into the animation. And I actually loved that little animated segment in the New Mary Poppins. Um, mm-hmm. Partially because I loved the animation of that like ceramic bowl that they did. I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. So yes, the Mary Poppins Returns also does stuck to that tradition. It's just a really weird 
thing. And it's really hard to make it work, as we've seen. Pretty much we have one film that went in with that intention and succeeded. Every other film that has went in wanting like this mix of live action hybrid, maybe we have nostalgia for it. Maybe, you know, it holds a place in our heart because we saw it when we were kids and liked it. But objectively, they've all been pretty bad and mediocre at best. Like the new Space Jam is pretty high on the list because (laughs) the rest of them are so terrible that you're just like, well, I guess by default, this is one of the best ones. (laughs) And this one is mediocre. It's it's okay. It's fine. It did what it wanted to do. Okay. (laughs) Cool. Uh (laughs) I'm not upset that I watched it. That's my like, my like line for fine or not is am I... Angry, angry afterwards that I wasted money on that thing. Not and money, just, time, well, right? Because I have HBO Max already. Like you said, you were angry getting off that airplane. Uh, that, that was an instant of anger on the airplane. Like, what am I doing right now? Although I will Why? say, my anger was tempered by straight bafflement. As I said, I was just, I was like, it was so bad. Nothing about that was good. How do you, I don't understand. It is actually almost impressive to me when a movie manages to not hit anything. There's like, uh, we're not, the story is not good. The acting is not good. The script's not good. The premise is not good. Um, we have managed to not make even one particularly funny joke at all. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking back like, yeah, no, they're, they're just, that's not good. Tom and Jerry yeah. is terrible. Tom and Jerry is terrible. It's terrible. It's, I think it's still, it's for sure in my bottom 10. I don't know where it is right now, but it's for sure one of my least favorite films of 2021 to this <laughs> point. Um, seen a couple that I like less, but it's really, I just did not like it. I, but no. Uh, bad, Space but- Jam, however, is right somewhere in the middle. It's Space in the Jam middle is worth a, a Saturday daytime wash while you're folding laundry or something. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> or you well, got kids. And have you got maybe, kids? Let, and let us, us know. know if your Our, kids enjoy theater, it. Though, like, so I went to a screening for it, and the theater that I saw in, they like legit went. They were like applauding. They loved oh, Space good. Jam when I saw it. The kids included. They liked, so, oh, uh, good. Okay, great. They liked. They liked it. Being pushed. Also, it seems like if you're really into basketball, that it might be like a really fun thing. Yeah. If you like, yeah. I'm Rick not and Morty make an appearance. Person. Oh, yes. Yes. So, you know, she got random appearances from all across the board. There are appearances. Flintstones, everyone. Very long, very entertaining commercial. Did the Flintstones? Oh, my God. I didn't know who got bought The Flintstones, they only were coming through, like, when everybody was running to get to the the game. Real quick, before we wrap it up, um, speaking of the Flintstones, Mm. um, I watched watched the Jetsons movie uh, the other day because I remembered it from my childhood. It's fine. Um, but I said to Patrick, uh, you know, I think that the Jetsons is probably my favorite Hanna-Barbera cartoon. And he said, who's she? And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> oh, uh, that's fun. Uh, it is he- fun. He <laughs> had no idea what Hanna-Barbera was. He had, I guess, I used to go to like theme parks that were Hanna-Barbera, so... Wait, but yeah, I guess real quick. Do you like the the John Goodman Flintstones movie? It's, I did, it doesn't, quali- it doesn't yes. qualify here because it's no, there's no, no animation. Yes, uh, I like all the, practical. Yes, yes, I do. I do. I like uh, Elizabeth Perkins. I enjoyed all of the weird puppets and things. Yes, I, I do watched like it in it. a while, but I used to love it. And, and was I it Rick Moranis as, Bar- as Barney? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. good. 
yeah John maybe Goodman one of these days we'll do a Fred. yeah maybe one of these days we'll do just like a animated live animated moves like to live action remakes classics reborn type classic of thing. 90s yeah. just your 90s kid oh, well, I mean, this was almost a 90s kid episode i mean i guess yeah so yeah there we go that was it that was our review for space jam a new legacy and our discussion on live action animated hybrids let us know what do you think what are some of your favorite live action animated hybrids and wherever you're listening hit that follow hit that like show us some love and if you're watching on youtube comment down below and subscribe to the channel Ren, do you want to let everyone know where they can find you? You can send me your sass at Ren Manley <laughs> on Twitter. And you can also look at my pretty pictures at RennyPoo13 on Instagram. Let her know who the sexiest cartoon of all time is. Yeah. In your Go life. ahead and at me. <laughs> Also, cartoons hotter than Jessica Rabbit. Yes. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Cinema Snarks. And you can find me on YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, Chili Boy Productions and Chili Boy YT. Thank y'all for listening to us, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.